Hello, friends. The Morally Flexible podcast is devoid of any redeemable qualities. This show is basically a couple of drunk people doing some movie reviews, discussing topics that will make most people sick, and sharing life lessons of no educational value. Think of it as tainted domestic wisdom. This is a two to three hour podcast. If you have the attention span of a squirrel, please stop listening and unsubscribe. We also provide spoiler-filled movie reviews. If you haven't seen the movies reviewed in this episode, please stop listening and go watch them. Lastly, this show is full of explicit content. If the words shit, fuck, bitch, whore, cock, pussy, or jizz bother you, it's probably too late. You've already been triggered. Hit stop now. We at the Morally Flexible Podcast thank you and hope you enjoy the show. It's the Welcome to the Morally Flexible Podcast. My name is Josh and I am your host. On tonight's episode, we will be reviewing the Netflix film Sweet Girl, starring Jason Momoa. And uh, in the Kids Corner, we'll be uh, talking about the new Turner and Hooch TV series. And of course, in between all that will be tons of fuckery. So y'all know my guest tonight. He's been on many, many times. What you don't know is that he is receiving a promotion this evening. He is now going to be my permanent full-time co-host, uh, Mr. Michael Weed. Mike? How's it going, Josh? It's going good. Congratulations, sir. I dubbed the in Avenger. Thank you. You're very welcome. We're going to have a little sippy sip. Mm. There we go. Uh, so welcome. God help you. I'm, I'm happy to have you come along. Most of the fans like you, most of them. <laughs> it's only a couple people that don't like you, but I figured the majority rules. So, you that, know, well, that, that's pretty typical for me, though. That's that's it. You, yeah. You're not going to ever be loved by everyone. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. So I've learned to live with it. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, speaking of the audience, um, uh, again, thank you for your support and uh, for reaching out uh, to me. I have gotten a lot of feedback uh, recently, so that's always been good. If you want to get a hold of the show, it's contact at morallyflexiblepodcast.com. On Twitter, we are at The Morally. Facebook, The Morally Flexible Podcast. Jeez, uh, Instagram. Oh, let's not forget that one. Uh, morally underscore flexible underscore podcast. Speaking of the Facebook page and some other things, uh, you'll be seeing some changes over the next week or so. Going to do some updating considering, you know, I have a new co-host now. So... Mm. I might have to throw your face up there. Oh, God. Yeah, nobody wants that. Uh, for those of you curious, well, what happened to Talon? Well, Talon and I came to a mutual agreement that uh, he's not going to be able to devote time to the show uh, in the foreseeable future. So he was happy to a- abdicate his chair uh, to Michael. So we do have Talon's approval on this. This mm. is not some some lover spat that you're getting in the middle of. But uh, he, he's doing well. We wish him well. And uh, on that note, let's uh, get to the important shit. 
So for tonight's episode, I decided to go big mm-hmm. uh, because we are celebrating uh, Michael's promotion here. Uh, we are drinking Glen Morangi, 14-year-old Scotch whiskey. Uh, this is the Quinta Rubin edition. Uh, it's a fantastic port cast finished expression, and now the distillery has developed upon the receipt or the, I'm sorry, the recipe with the Quinta Rubin 14-year-old. The whiskey is initially matured in bourbon casks before being moved over to ruby port casks, imparting waves of scrumptious fruit and chocolate notes to the spirit. Scrumptious. Scrumptious. These are the, <laughs> the, the, the chaps at Master of Malt, uh, our, our good friends there. Yes. Still trying to get a fucking sponsorship out of them. They, 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 just, they won't respond to my emails or multiple phone calls. Bastards. Sons of bitches. Uh, this is uh, 46% alcohol by volume, which makes it 92 <laughs> proof. We got to go slow tonight. <laughs> My ass is going to be dead in the middle of the movie review. I tell you what. Uh, here's the neat part. Price point retail uh, here in good old Oregon. 60 bucks for this. No shit. Yeah. For 14 year. God 14 damn. year old scotch. Um, what do you think of it? It is smooth and delicious and hard not to just sit here and drink it. It's very, yeah. yes, it's it's very sippable. This is not one where you, t- a lot of scotches I've had are just, okay, I'm going to take five minutes after mm. that drink to have another one. Uh, no, this is one you could sip and sip and sip to the point where you have alcohol poisoning. So, uh, <laughs> yes, enjoy. Um, yeah, there we go. Well, let's get to the fucking weekly report. <laughs> Holy shit, has it been a news week? <laughs> My God. Lock, lock, a lot has happened since I last recorded. Uh, first and foremost, I mean, I think the biggest thing to come out of the last seven days uh, was the report uh, last week that OnlyFans will be banning uh, all sexually explicit content starting in October. Uh, however, that was completely undone today. Was it? They have gone back on what they said. <laughs> They announced they are suspending the policy change until further notice. They realized their only revenue stream was porn. Uh Uh-huh. There's that. And then the other part was they found financial backing. Yes, that's that's the big one. They're not saying that Mm. because here was their their initial statement. Uh, Let's see. The company said in a statement, and this is from the New York Times, by the Mm. way. The company said in a statement that it would block users from posting explicit photos and videos at the request of its banking partners and payout providers. OnlyFans said it would still allow people to post imagery containing nudity that complied with its guidelines. In order to ensure the long-term sustainability of the platform, the company said, we must evolve our content guidelines. They are struggling to get funding from investors. The company has paid out $4.5 billion to creators since the company began five years ago. They have 130 million paid subscribers on this thing. Holy shit. But yes, there was, uh, obviously, when they announced those changes, there was a a revolt that Mm. occurred. I mean... Let's face it. I mean, OnlyFans is—it's porn. Yep. I mean, it's the, this is the their content creators are all sex workers. I, I mean, I don't know how how else to describe it. I think even they describe them as sex workers. Uh, but anyways, yesterday they completely reversed that, and you know, bottom line, they were able to find financing through a bank. Mm. They found investors and everything else. So. Um, Here's my thing, though. I, I know that uh, I, I know a couple people that do have OnlyFans accounts. Um, I don't get why. 
Yeah, I, I that was my question on the whole thing is is big why what's the, the draw to that the internet has free porn yeah. I, I don't everywhere i don't know if you everywhere. knew that mike did you were you aware of that i i you know i've i've, I've never watched porn i Josh. agree i'm insulted you should be so i i don't get that i know that there are a couple of low level celebrities that have only fan pages and I, honestly i can only think of one of them, one of them right now and i don't know if i'd even consider her a celebrity but um Sarah Beatty, by the way, she's a comic mm. book writer. She's uh, a writer in general, but Jesus God, she's gorgeous. Mm. Um, but again, all I have to do is an image search for search for her, and I get mm. all of her OnlyFans content. So yeah. why would I would I pay for that? So I, I guess I don't understand uh, the reasoning behind that because it's not like it's even interactive. Yeah, it's not like you're live streaming, and you know if you're. It just it doesn't make any sense to me at yeah. all why this is a thing. But yes, uh, so unfortunately, there will not be a bunch of people returning to the workforce trying to find you know non-sex worker related <laughs> jobs now, and we will still be having problems trying to find employees to hire. <laughs> uh, anyways, oh yeah, by the way, there were some trailers that dropped this uh, over the last seven days. There were? I don't yeah, some a couple of a couple of TV show and movie trailers. We'll start. Uh, Trust me, we're going to get to Spider-Man No Way Home, okay? <laughs> uh, we will get there. For those of you that are just like, well, we're going to talk about Spider-Man. Yeah, we'll fucking talk about Spider-Man. We'll get there first. Uh, we got the final trailer for Eternals. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that this was uh, an improvement. Mm. Uh, kind of have an idea what the fuck the movie's about. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, actually bit. spelled it out. Actually, kind of give even some background on the Eternals. Yes, and that they've been around for seven thousand years on Earth <laughs> to fight the deviants. Deviants, goddamn that, sexual deviants. I was going to say that's my relatives. <laughs> I don't, them, them my folk. Uh, and for whatever reason, uh, the snap or the blip or whatever they call it, you know mm. call it in the MCU now has somehow created something called the emergence mm. that is going to occur they really didn't get into that very well no um, but of course you get Selma you know introduction to Selma Hayek's character mm-hmm. you know Angelina Jolie get to see uh, Kit Harrington as as the uh, the black knight mm. so i i'm in, i'm interested yeah. I, it kind of piqued my interest a little bit more and i've said this in the past i am not a, a, a I don't have a ton of knowledge when it comes to the Eternals. I don't. It was always kind of a daunting task to get into that because yeah. as far as uh, continuity is concerned, it, it was it seemed to me to always kind of be of an afterthought to Marvel. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a real... I, I felt like there wasn't a real Bible on kind of the history of the Eternals. It seemed like they'd pop up every now and again. Yeah. So, But no, this is uh, this has garnered my interest. Uh, I like uh, I want to see how this ties into everything else. And, mm. you know, of course, uh, God love the Internet. Everybody's like, well, they've been there 7000 years. Why the fuck didn't they get involved? You know, when Thanos was doing his shit or any of these other crises. And, you know, the trailer kind of spelled out that yeah. we're there for deviants. But so interesting thing. I watching this, I had to do a deep dive on the Eternals a little bit to figure out what the fuck they are. Right. Please. Right. So, um I found kind of the genesis of Eternals here. Uh, let's see. The one above all who's the meta referral to the comic artist or writer, basically, begat the first firmament, who begat the aspirates, who begat celestials, who begat humans, deviants, and Eternals. Fun fact, 
Thanos is an eternal, but he has some uh, deviant gene. He's a, yeah, he, okay. Yes, okay. so which is, it kind of brings up the interesting thing is why didn't they interfere with Thanos? Because technically, it's kind he's, of deviant, he, but he's also, I think, supposedly re- related to one of the Eternals as well through some weird thing. This, it's. I, sh- I should know this. Uh, yeah, and I don't. So maybe that's how they're going to tie this in. But yes, yeah. if that's the case, if they're going to bring that into the, the MCU, mm. um, again, where were you guys? Hello. <laughs> And speaking of the Celestials, we do get a couple uh, shots of uh, two different Celestials mm-hmm. in this. So that that was interesting. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in. I, I'm a lot more interested now than, than I was after that first trailer. Oh, uh, definitely. We got to look at the, the big bad named Cole. Mm. Um, he was the one that was holding Angelina Jolie's yeah. character. and He's going to lick her on the face. It, it kind of looked like that's what yeah. was going to happen. I felt some Jabba the Hutt shit going on there <laughs> just a little bit. But, yeah, so we're there. Uh, Netflix released a trailer, and, well, Mike brought it to my attention. I don't mm-hmm. know how long this fucking trailer's been out, but the 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 He-Man re- and Masters of the Universe renaissance continues at this point. We're going to get another animated series on Netflix um how would i describe this trailer and what i think of this show this looks like it's going to be dog shit yeah it's it's exactly what it looks like it looks like they took the original story and they said hey masters of the universe let's make that like power rangers and so they put a weird spin on it there the animation looks like shit this it it looks like a rehashed new age version of the 80s 80s show and it also because at some point um and i can't remember what year it was but it was after the uh, you know original masters of the universe cartoon went by by they did a futuristic he-man mm. series and this was this was also in the 80s and i can't remember the, advent, the new adventures of he-man or something wow. like that but yes it was set very much in kind of a space mm. setting yeah anyways um, did not last very long. I remember having one at the He-Man action figure. He it looked like he had a lightsaber <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but yes, all sorts of characters I don't recognize in this. Mm. Um, it looks like they go full power armor, Power Ranger shit yes. in this. Th- this yep. looks fucking awful. It looks really, really bad. And you know what? People will love it. <laughs> well, it's, we're getting He-Man. This is the He-Man that I like. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's yeah. I'm, I will not be watching this. I, I'm honestly, I'm not even g- gonna give it an episode. I, I just, yeah. just based on what I saw, nah, I'm out. It looks, I'll, it I'll, looks fucking awful. It does. I'll wait for the second half of uh, Revelation to come yes. out. Speaking of awful, uh, the first trailer for Star Wars Visions came out. Awful. That looked fucking oh, horrible. That looked cool. Really? I fucking dig it. I like anime shit. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> I don't. And I'm, I think I had a, a mini seizure while watching the trailer <laughs> by itself. Just just the trailer. So it is all in Japanese, right? I didn't watch a different trailer. It's just all in Japanese, right? I don't know. Okay. Um, it, I mean, it looks cool. It looks super fucking weird. It looks super fucking crazy. It's full on weird anime. The, anime, the style of anime it is is generally very good um i don't know shit about directors or writers with anime really i just know i enjoy a lot of different different shows and movies and whatnot but um yeah man no i think it's gonna i think it's gonna be badass i think it's gonna be awesome i i know that this is 
this is kind of going to be like what Marvel's doing with What If right now. This yeah. is not going to be in canon. It's just they're they're handing you know, letting different anime creators come in and and kind of put their spin on it and whatever mm-hmm. you know they would like to do. Uh, but yes, I it's anime. I'm fucking out. I, I just <laughs> I can't I I can't do it. Yeah. I, I really can't. I'm sure my my oldest will love it. Mm. Uh, it sounds like you're going to enjoy it very much, I and will. I'm sure there's a great deal of people that will enjoy it. <laughs> I am not one of those people. But hey, lightsabers! Lightsabers that look like tentacles. Yes. Mm. Mm. That's leaning a direction, Josh. It is. It is. Oh, if they bring in tentacle porn, give me a call. I'll watch. I'm just that. saying. I'll watch it. It's it's looking that way. George George, George <laughs> Lucas has fallen very far at that point. <laughs> And Disney is capitalizing on it. <laughs> Imagine George Lucas showing up. Hey, um, I have this idea that I never got to do in the movies. Um, it's, um, well, it's a little out there. I have a billion dollars. I'll do whatever I want. Fuck you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's get to the most important one. Trailer release of the week, right? Mm. What, what's the name of the movie again? Oh, God. Was it... Uh... Beetle dude, Speeder Man, Speeder Man. Oh, that was it. Spooder Man. Yes, the long-awaited teaser trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home came out. Mm. Um, and actually, I saw a bootleg of it about a day and a half I was before. Say, it got leaked a it, couple days before. It was there. a terrible bootleg. It was. Uh, they didn't even have the finished shots. At, you know, CG shots in mm. it. So, but uh, anyways, yes. So we finally got to see the the full the full on. Wow, lots of lots to talk about there. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna preface my conversation here and my thoughts about this with look, what I saw in this and what I'm gonna talk about. I'm sure I'm not being original in any way, shape, or form. There's a lot of people that saw very much the same things I did, but hey, it's my show, so That's I get to say, right. I get to say whatever I want. You know, the trailer, you know, kicks off um, basically almost directly, you know, it's like the next scene, you know, from uh, Far From Home. Yep. And everybody's swinging around. I'm not going to break it down piece by piece, but there's a couple things uh, that definitely stuck out to me. Uh, number one, Peter being interviewed in the police station, mm-hmm. a little bit of tete-a-tete back and forth, and then somebody slaps down a file. We get a, a shocked look from Peter Parker for some reason. That's Matt Murdock, dude. Yeah. 100%. That's got to be Matt Murdock. Charlie Cox was rumored to have been seen on set of this movie. So this is the, are you familiar with the Netflix Daredevil? Yeah. Okay. So you watch it. So I think this is going to be Charlie Cox's introduction into the MCU. Okay. I think they're going to bring him in. I'm on board. I, oh dude, I am so on board. I, I miss the Netflix Marvel mm. series. I miss them. I liked them all. I, I'm yeah. not going to lie. I mean, yeah, Iron Fist was rough. Yeah, but, it was, yeah. But Daredevil was consistently good. Punisher was. I, I <laughs> Please, God, if they're bringing Charlie Cox in, please bring John Barenthal back. Oh, please. Make, oh, can you imagine a crossover <laughs> with him and in, 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 in Deadpool? Oh, oh, dude. Oh, oh. That'd be excellent. I'm touching myself right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, honestly, the way his, his facial reaction to when it came down, I, 
that seems too much of a kind of a throwaway thing to to put emphasis on in a trailer. Mm. So I I, I got to I'm 90 95% sure that's that's going to be Charlie Cox in that, which nice. <laughs> God damn. I'm in. Um we get to the the Sanctum Sanctorium. Mm. That's covered in fucking snow inside. Yeah. I saw that. And I have a I have a thought on that. I don't think that that is Doctor Strange that he's talking to. Oh? I don't. Just based on... So, now, granted, I know that these things get edited to shit, you know, for trailer purposes. Mm. He does not seem like himself in this that we've seen in other films. So definitely... I, go ahead. I would absolutely agree with that. Yes. That kind of threw me off where he's kind of, you know, can you change the timeline to, to help me? He's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll do the, it for you. The <laughs> fact that he would be willing to do that automatically, like, because you remember him in Infinity War. Oh, yeah. He, he was yeah. like, the, I ain't giving this stone up. Yeah. If, if it means your, you know, you, your life or, or Parker's life, you, fuck you. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. So now he's willing to tamper with the fabric of reality at that point. So yeah. I didn't buy that. So I'm wondering if the snow is like a metaphor for hell freezing over or something like that. I know that that's huh. a stretch, but yeah. or maybe yeah. he's being possessed by a nefarious entity. You could go through the phone book of Doctor Strange's oh, yeah. villains gallery. Could be Mordo. I mean, this could be a way to bring Mordo back. This mm. could be um, Nightmare. It could be Blackheart. It, I mean, it could be any fucking character. And yes, I'm going to fucking say it. This could be Mephisto. Okay? I'm going to throw it out there. <laughs> I was not on board with any of the Mephisto conspiracy theories with any of the previous Marvel shows. Did mm. not buy it for a minute. People were hoping that that oh oh it's mephisto it's no it's not it was Ag, it was Ag, it was agatha all along okay but i i i think that this this really could be the instance where mephisto is involved in this so and, and i base it on um you know a couple of things <clears throat> excuse me um you see a later scene in the trailer where the two are fi- appear to be fighting on the train Mm-hmm. Does that? I mean, was yeah. that your take on yeah, it? Absolutely. It lo- yeah, absolutely. And he did not have the cloak on him. No, he's summoning other trains around him, trying yes. to look like he's trying to squish him. We yeah. we have a couple of scenes where reality is being bent and Lots, some Inception yeah. shit going on, and it definitely looks like there's some kind of fight going on between those two. You also have that scene where you know he's doing the soul punch mm-hmm. on, on Parker there. Yeah, yeah, know. he kicks it. Yeah. <clears throat> As he, yeah, he said something about you're living two lives or something like that, and it shows him punch the uh, Peter Parker right out of him. Yeah, so I, I mean, there's some antagonistic mm. piece to this that it is not, and and that's uh, all of those things add up in my head to that's not Stephen Strange, or if mm. it is Stephen Strange, he's being possessed by somebody. I did like the when he called him Stephen. Yes, that was funny. That was that was, funny. that was a good line. That was yes. a good line. But you notice Wong is getting the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. And he's like, don't you fucking do it. Don't he's, you fucking do it. And he walks through and he's like, yeah, I'm going to fucking do well, it. Well, he's he- he's <laughs> heading to do ca- cage fighting in the Shang-Chi movie. That's so. right. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, he is. <laughs> Gets the abomination. <laughs> I don't even know what to think about that. Uh, but we also get kind of a sighting of, of another costume for uh for spider-man there it mm. looks it's a black 
costume. I, I couldn't really see it very well. There, uh, Lego and a couple of toys have been released. Photos have been released showing a similar costume. I have not gone and looked it up because I want some things not spoiled for me. Yeah. Um, and Lego is one of the worst offenders. They will put sets out before <laughs> anything is known about these movies and spoil a lot of stuff. And I'm not, I'm not spoiler crybaby, but I'll be honest. There are some times I don't watch trailers for movies. I did yeah. not watch any of the trailers for Endgame because I did not want, I wanted to go in. Oh my God. You know, type do, of thing. Do you avoid watching Tom Holland interviews? Yes. <laughs> After the fact, I will watch them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've watched many videos where, you know, <laughs> 10 times Tom Holland yeah. spoiled something. Or it's usually Tom Holland and Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Those, those yeah. Are the big I two. think Mark Ruffalo might be a little worse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he left his phone on in the fucking premiere. <laughs> Dipshit. Um, one thing that was interesting to me, uh, you know, Strange says it while he's casting the spell, you know, don't screw this spell up. Mm. So obviously Peter had to have some involvement in this. Yeah. Um, and honestly with this whole thing, it reminded me of a storyline in the comics and I'm sure you don't know this. It was Probably called, not. it was called one more day. Mm. Cliff notes version. Um, Peter Parker had revealed his identity during Civil War in the comics, not the movie. Okay. Um, and as a result of it, every enemy he ever fucking had came after him. Mm. Aunt May ends up wounded, dying. He goes to, or Mephisto shows up and offers him a choice. You know, I can save your aunt and erase your identity from everybody, but you've got to give up your marriage to Mary Jane mm. to where you guys were never got together type thing. Interesting. That does parallel this pretty yes. tight. One of the worst fucking storylines ever oh, in comic great. book history, by the way, because he took the deal uh, and they course. did. It was a way for them to to do a complete like retcon, retcon mm. and so they could. Oh, we'll bring in new readers with all the stuff. The fans fucking hated it. Mm. You know, it, it was yeah, got off. It's it great just, when you undo a storyline yeah, like that. That's yep. that's been decades <laughs> going on for decades. Well, it's the same thing the New Fifty Two did with Superman. And, yeah. And, oh well, you know. Superman shouldn't be married. Let's break him and Lois up. We'll put them together with Wonder Woman. Okay, mm. cool. Yeah. But that's that's kind of where I lean towards this could be Mephisto type of thing mm -hmm. because it very much, a lot of similarities in that. Okay. So, I don't know. That tracks. Uh, here's the most important part of the whole thing. Uh, I think we saw the whole Sinister Six, well, five of the six members of the Sinister Six in this trailer. Allow me to elaborate. Please do. <laughs> so at one point in the trailer, there is what appears to be some type of sandstorm and lightning flashing, mm -hmm. yellow lightning flashing. Mm. Um, there's a face in that sand. I went back and looked at it several oh, okay. times. And yes, I looked online at people that had better still Im images than I do, but uh, there's definitely a face in that. So mm. I think Sandman's going to be in there. Okay. The, the lightning Jamie Foxx has confirmed that his Electro will be in this film. Oh, no shit. So there's your other bit. And I'm, I I know that his his lightning was blue in The Amazing Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure they're retconning it a bit to where he looks more like the Electro from the comics. Okay. Um, there is a scene. It's a very dark, quick scene where Peter, he's at a costume. He turns. It looks like a dark alley and something comes out. You mm. slow it down. It looks like the lizard. Oh, okay. Yes. So, uh, and then, of course, 
the big one, the one that got me all <laughs> jizz happy. A pumpkin bomb. Yeah. Hmm. What's that about, Michael? Uh, something green. Uh, he might be a goblin. So are we going to get a Willem Dafoe? I really hope it's oh Willem Dafoe. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That'd be awesome. If it's James Franco, I'm going to rage quit. <laughs> I'm fucking out. I'll be done at that point. And, of course, the, the, the big reveal, which... I wasn't a big reveal. We knew he was going to be in the movie, but mm. uh, you get Doc Ock, yeah. good old Alfred Molino mm-hmm. rolling out. Ah, uh, goose pimples. Yep. Goose pimples. Did that well. Just as simple. Hello, Peter. I'm it. Okay, I'm done. Here, take my money. There <laughs> you go. So those are, the, you know, and then the sixth member that wasn't seen would would be the vulture, okay. Michael Keaton, you know, from, yeah, from Homecoming. That's right, yes. So that, okay. would be, that would be the Sinister Six right there. Um Here's what I think is going to happen more realistically, though. These are going to be cameos. Yeah. I, do, I, I think I think Alfred Molina will pay, play a significant role, given that there has been hype. And so I think Doc Ock's going to mm. gonna play a role in this. I feel like the other ones are just going to be kind of brief hits. Are they just fan service kind I of I think kind yeah. of that's what it's going to end up being. I mean, I know that Sony talked for a long time about or, with the... the, the um, Jesus Christ. What was that kid's name? Andrew Garfield. Oh. Jesus. I know that they they, they had laid, were attempting to lay the groundwork with his two Spider-Man films for a Sinister Six movie. Mm. There were scenes at the end of Amazing Spider-Man where you okay. saw the lab and there was Doc Ock's arms were there. And, yeah, you know, yeah. some I think Vulture's wings were in there, something like that. I wouldn't put it past Sony to try to do mm-hmm. a Sinister Six film out of this. Here's the problem, though. You're not going to lock down Willem Dafoe to a multi-picture deal. Yeah, you're. I, I Jamie Fox might do it. It's not like he's doing anything else right now. Mm-hmm. Um, will you get Thomas Hayden Church back to do Sandman? I, he, again, he's not doing much right now either. But I, I, I think trying to lock down a cast that size for that that and these guys are not young. Willem Dafoe's not a young man anymore. No. And and truth be told, Alfred Molina's not either. Yeah, and did. They de-aged him a bit. Yeah, you, you can, that? yeah, he smoothed yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, and they, they gave him the shitty Doc Ock haircut. Yeah, to be a little more, a uh, little more accurate, comic accurate. But I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's going to be some fan service. I don't think that this is going to going to be a long term deal. Um, I think there's going to be a, a bigger a villain that has not been revealed yet. That's going to be kind of the, the, the main antagonist in this movie. I don't know. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I want to see the Sinister sticks. I want to see all those guys team up. Yeah. No, that'd be awesome. And not have it be a Sam Raimi mess like Spider-Man three. <laughs> oh, which speaking of who's directing uh, Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. Oh yeah. Sam Raimi. Uh-huh. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, yes, that was a good trailer. That was a very good trailer. gave you gave you just enough. I, I didn't think it tipped its hand a lot. I think it raised more questions than it answered, mm-hmm. which that's to me an effective trailer. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. What a, what a, I've been doing all the talking about Spider Man. What do you got? No, oh, well you you kind of glazed over most of what I have. The only thing else I have is much less impactful. Uh, Mike Richards stepped down from the new Jeopardy host. This is semi-old news at this point. Yeah, where you been, man? <laughs> I heard about this. Yeah, he stepped down. He got uh, outed by the ADL, basically, ADL Anti-Defamation League. 
came out and said, hey, he said some shitty stuff in a podcast in 2013 or something like that. And he just said, okay, yeah, no, I'm going to step down and uh, apologize and kind of went out like that. But now they're eyeing uh, Ken Jennings again. Despite the massive public outcry for fucking with Herb Burton, they want to put Ken Jennings back out there. I have never been more interested in Jeopardy in my entire mm-hmm. life as I am with this whole picking a, a replacement for Alex, Alex Trebek. I don't give a fuck about yeah. Jeopardy, and yet I am somehow <laughs> invested in this for some reason. Well, because the obvious choice is LeVar Burton. Every time it comes up, they're like, Nah, we'll set. We got. We got to find somebody well, else. Okay, so since what's his nuts isn't going to do it, does that mm-hmm. mean um, I Alex not going to do it either? Because they were going to be so, a team. So what's... she was going to only do like special episodes, like when they do, um, uh, they bring back previous winners or do the college competition stuff like that. She was actually going to be the main host during those, to my understanding. Okay. And now she's under some fire for some shit I don't really know about, but. At some point, they just got to let someone host the fucking thing. I think she's uh, a... Uh, nah. No, I ain't going to go there. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not going to go I there. I don't know what it is enough to yeah, speculate on it, so I'm just going to say there's some shit going on. People are saying that they don't want her there now. And, okay. Um, but, you know, LeVar Burton would be a really easy choice here. I don't... Uh, he, there's got to be something behind that. I don't. Maybe maybe he wants too much money, though. That, I, I, that would surprise. Well, anything's possible. Yeah, his a, his know. agent probably wants too much money that to do could it. Be it. But no, he would be. Uh, he would be fine. Yeah, he would. He's I, got a good personality on uh, on camera like that. I think he'd be a great host for it. But I, I'm I'm saying this based on not having watched any of the episodes he guest hosted on yeah. or really having ever watched Jeopardy. So uh, really I fucking love Jeopardy. I honestly, no, I, I, I've, I could probably count on one hand how many times I've watched Jeopardy. Really? Yeah. Oh man. I'm not that smart. Um, Oh, Oh, there's a fucking podcast faux pas right there. Fella turn that goddamn phone off. It's off. It's off. It wasn't me. You're better than that. It was the one armed man. What Josh. are you doing? You're better than that. Jesus. <laughs> Get your game going here. Step it up, buddy. That was the ice in my glass. That was the ice. <laughs> All right. All right. Now that we've done our Jeopardy update for the week. this You're welcome. We will continue our coverage of the Jeopardy scandal going forward. I'll be right there with my OnlyFans updates. There we go. <laughs> what else you got? That's all I got. The rest right. of my stuff was trailers and uh, OnlyFans. So. <laughs> Great minds think alike, sir. I guess so. Well, next time we'll, we'll divvy up the duties a little bit. <laughs> you, you probably did better research than I did. Uh, I don't know about that. No? All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, hey, fuck it. Let's go to the movies. This week, we watched Netflix's Sweet Girl. Release date 2021. Rated R. Runtime one hour, 49 minutes. Synopsis, a devastated husband vows to bring justice to the people responsible for his wife's death while protecting the only family he has left, his daughter. Uh, cast, uh, of course, Jason Momoa as Ray Cooper, Isabella Merced, Rachel Cooper. I still look at her as, as being Dora. Yep. She will always be Dora. <laughs> yeah, her profile picture in in IMDb is her... As Dora. As Dora. Why, why would you... Dude, I'd fire that fucking agent oh, immediately. Oh, fuck yeah. Let's see. Uh, Manuel Garcia Rolfo is Amos Santos. Amy Brenneman is Diana Morgan. Uh, Adria Arjona is Amanda Cooper. Justin Bartha is Simon Keeley. And Raza Jeffrey is Vinod Shah. 
Uh, this was written by Greg Hurwitz and Philip Eisner. Of note for Mr. Eisner, he, he wrote uh, or co-wrote uh, Event Horizon, which is a little little mm. little known sci-fi horror film that I fucking <laughs> love. So I had hope. Uh, directed by Brian Andrew Mendoza. This is his first film. Mm. Rotten Tomatoes. Critic score 20%. <laughs> audience score 54%. I'm just going to come out and say it. This movie fucking sucked. <laughs> One out of five. I agree with the critic. I don't know how they got 20% to say that this was a good movie. Um, this was terrible. This this was this was an abortion, in my opinion. <laughs> it, w- it was an absolute abortion. Uh, and I'll get into to the whys and the what fors. Uh, Michael. All right. So I think this movie had potential. I think they they floundered that potential completely. I think that uh, the storytelling was actually pretty good. The time jumps in it were fucking killing me, man. It time jumped five times in the first part of the movie. What what was your what's your rating on it? G- g- I, g- give me your what? Give me. Your I was five stuck star. between a two and a three. I ended up giving it a three, and I can explain wow, why. I know it's gen- generous. It's very generous. generous, but I'm not doing any half star ratings anymore. I decided. I give it a two or a three. I'm not a fan of the half star yeah, either. I, I so we'll we'll, we'll make that a rule. We'll set that first first rule under new management here. There will be no half star ratings. All right. All right. There Sweet. we go. I'm, there we go. I'm glad I'm abiding. So uh, the, you know, you see the first time jump, there's a misdirect, right? The starting at the end, Momoa jumping in the river or whatever. It's a misdirect, right? Just to keep you off the obvious thing that comes around. I'm, I'm doing I, I'm doing the jerk off motion over here. Yes. No, no, no. I knew we were in trouble when he said it wasn't supposed to be like this or wasn't supposed to be this be this way. Yeah. Or what, I'm like, oh, fuck. Here we go. Oh, yeah. So I think we got some more range out of Jason Momoa than we have before. That's a note that I have. Yeah. Is Jason Momoa a good actor? Because I can't tell. I just can't. It's... He is so inconsistent. Yeah. So we got we got some rain. We got to see him cry. I don't think I've ever seen him cry in a in a thing. He's he's such a dude, bro. And I think if they, when he stays in his lane, I think he's fine. Mm. I think he was trying to be a, a dramatic actor in this, and it just did, was not going well. The voiceover that he did was grating. I mean, it just yeah, that it, was it was really bad. That was bad. It was trying to like show I tune gra- most of it out gravitas and emotion yeah. and it just sounded like him reading from a cue card mm-hmm. uh let's see um you know I think Dora or not Dora uh, Isabel Merced she uh she did she did pretty goddamn good I didn't think so I thought she was terrible until the end of the movie then I, then I think she kind of she turned around and it made sense the whole thing kind of made sense how she was just one of my main complaints while I was watching the movie was like, dude, what the fuck? She has time to do her eyelashes. She doesn't look like she's all dirty and nasty from being on the road this whole time. Makes sense at the end of it. That's a projection of herself or whatever, right? Okay. So um, the, the score in this movie was fucking terrible. Oh, dude. It was it, bad. It was generic fucking it no- was, nonsense. It was so boring. It didn't do. It didn't help. No, None of the action scenes. It didn't play up any of the action scenes. didn't play up any fucking climactic thing. It was fucking terrible. Uh, the cinematography during the, the cinematography during the fights, not great. Um, and the plot holes in this movie, holy shit. But the the one the redeeming factor that I had to give this credit for is a genuine genuinely interesting 
kind of uh, storyline. Did they butcher it? Yeah, they did. But I think the idea of her being, uh, you know, having dissociative personality disorder basically through the fucking thing, it was good. And that kind of callback to it, I don't think they needed to reveal as much as they did. I mean, it, you know, you think back to it, yeah, he grabs the fucking uh, catering uniform off the women's rack. He, you know, the, the shit like that happens. All the stuff. That, I, I missed that. Did you miss that? Yeah, yeah. I did. I missed that. Yeah. Good, so there's sir. like that stuff that kind of popped up because when it happened, I made a note of it because I was like, hey, you're going to wear women's clothes. And it was because it was not. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I think there there were some pacing issues and plot holes, but some of the action sequences were pretty cool. Um, the 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 twists, kind of style style of the movie, the foreshadowing, and it was good. I'd watch it again, but I'd not go out of my way to watch it again. It's not something I'm gonna put on the, in the background. It's not something I'm like, hey, you guys want to watch this movie? It's not gonna happen. I think it was fun to watch. I don't regret watching it. And that's where I'm at with it. Well, lukewarm. You're you're much more gracious towards this film than I was. <laughs> this was an hour and forty nine minutes. I will never get back. This is an hour and forty nine minute movie that felt like it was two and a half hours long. <laughs> um, like, I, yeah, I liked Isabella Merced in this. Mm. Yeah. I really did. Um, I think my note says uh, Dora es una mala para. <laughs> and uh, folks, if anybody can translate that from the Spanish to the English um, and go ahead and, and, you know, tell me what it is, hit me up on social media, whatever, you will receive a signed photo of the abscess hole in Mike's back. Yes. Okay. So if you can translate that. That's but yeah, sealed up, by the way. Quite nice. Very nice. Yeah. Very good. I'm glad. Glad you don't have a gaping wound in your back. This looks like a coochie now. Ooh, yeesh. <laughs> um, I, I, the plot was ham-fisted. I, I, I or not ham-fisted, but it, it was they were they were you know big pharma evil shit you know yeah. and you know trying to shove that down your throat. Um, one thing I noticed, uh, Momoa, I, I have in my notes a lot, and it seems to coincide with all of these fight scenes. Momoa isn't winning. I wrote that a lot. Yes, so I noticed that, and at first I was like, is it because he's they're trying to play up the regular dude aspect of it? But in reality, it was that it was. It was his, his, it was his, daughter. his daughter, but yeah. yeah, I'm just sitting here going, look, I don't expect it to be fucking Aquaman in this thing, but, but I'm like, dude. It made the fight scenes a little you're, rough, you're, you're man. Ta- yeah. you're, you're taking kind of a, your man cards getting yeah. thrown into question here. And I'm sorry, that's what I want to see from a Momoa film. I want to see him beat the shit out of people. Yes, that was definitely missing. Yes. Yeah. Um, and to get back to pacing, twenty, we were 20 minutes into the movie before we got an action scene. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that's a lifetime. That was, and and that that twenty minutes is filled up with a stu- you know stupid montage, fucking you know having expo- exposition shoved down your throat. Mm-hmm. Oh, this fan! Oh, look at them! They're a unit. They went hiking. Yeah, that that whole opening scene was voiceover. She's got cancer. We're supposed to be sad. I, I yeah. Why why do we need to have that? We 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 could put that together in another way. Yeah. You I, could start start the Gardens of the Galaxy style. She's dying in a hospital bed. You need the cure. Boom, we're done. Yep. You know we don't need to cry, but um, the fight on the subway was kind of cool. It was, but it's like the director's never watched wrestling or the fight choreographer's never watched wrestling before because dude headbutts him. He, Momoa's Samoan, man. You can't headbutt a Samoan. This is basic. This is wrestling one on one. You can't do it. 
Well, and but but also uh, the writers didn't understand that uh, Momoa, I feel like, would have ensured that the guy was either dead or knocked to the point where he was brain dead. That was weird, um, right? Yeah. You just, yeah, just left him in there and let himself open for getting a stabbing. Yes. I said he was dead right then. I was like, oh, great. They killed him off right away. What the fuck is this movie about? And then, yeah, well, yeah, yeah they did. I would have applauded them more for doing that. Just as the, as the big fuck you to the, the the people that came to see Momoa. I think it would have been badass to see actually see Merced doing all those fight scenes. Right. That I think that would have been you know much more interesting. Uh, yeah, and I'm with you. The time jumps. I found those very annoying. That was ridiculous. That just, okay, we're going six months later. We're six months. Oh, Twelve oh, months oh, later. Now we're do, <laughs> two oh, years later. Eighteen months later. <laughs> six years late. Wait, wait, aren't they dead now? Um, I, there's just it, so many scenes where he and and and, and his daughter or he and Dora are sitting there mm-hmm. talking. I'm gonna call her fucking Dora. I don't care. Yeah. Um, he and Dora are sitting there having conversations, and all, all I can think about is, oh, remember when mom died? I mean, that's just that's <laughs> so many scenes of that. Oh, remember when mom died? Remember that mom used to be alive? Do you remember that time? Mm-hmm. I, come on, man. You're fucking beating a dead horse here. Mm-hmm. Um, that, uh, that, that, their car, though, that 442 Olds, that's a hot car, man. Oh, is it now? Four barrel carb, 330. Yeah. Whoa. With the Bondo all over it. Did that make it cool, too? Always or does. The shitty paint hey, job. Man, I don't know if you've seen any of my cars, but that's they're 50% Bondo. Yeah, you Bond. That's bond, real body work. Bondo is not a color. <laughs> Okay, that's what I think what some people don't understand, but you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, it, it had to do with it being a shitty script. It was just a very poorly written script. Mm. They didn't understand how to do dialogue like normal human beings could. That's true. And what they yeah. did focus on were things that didn't need to be focused on. Um, as I'm sitting there suffering through this, I, I had this vision in my head. I want to see Jason Momoa and The Rock in a movie together. That'd be awesome, right? Yeah, wouldn't that be fun? I'm, I'm like, I, I was sitting there dream casting the the next iteration of the Expendables, <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, okay, we'll get Vin Diesel in there, we'll get The Rock, we'll make sure that they're not anywhere around yeah, each not, other. They can't talk to each um, other. You know, Jason Momoa, I, and I'm trying to think who else could we get in this. I, I know I'm missing. Is Statham too old? Uh, he was already in the original. He was already ones. in the original. Yeah, he, so the, he is too. Um, um, maybe Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, I, I, there's a ton that, that John Cena. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to see. We him, can't I see him though. Ah, uh, there it is. All right. But yeah, Cena. Yeah, a lot of those guys. But yeah, I, that's that's where my mind went because I was so bored. It is just boring. Mm. This movie was boring. <laughs> this review is probably boring. Oh, I had a question. Do you? Yes. Uh, they keep kept referring to this line that uh, he says to him, or I guess she says to uh, what's his name, the fucking C- uh, Simon Keeley, uh, that all made her suffer. What the fuck was that? Is that all made her suffer? And then they say it like eight more times in the movie. No one ever explains it. What the fuck does that mean? All made her suffer. All made her suffer. I had to rewound it, turned on the subtitles to see what the fuck it was. Every time, all made her suffer. So everybody involved in this whole thing made her yeah, mom but- suffer. But it, the, it's a it's a weird way to. It's a to, really to weird it. way to yeah. phrase it. it. Doesn't make any sense. All of you made her suffer. That would make more sense. I, I must have still be as poignant. I must have checked out. 
And Simon Keeley would sucked as a CEO. He's on a fucking interview, getting some fucking softball fucking questions to a farm, big pharma company, and he's like, "Oh well, you know, her der." And then fucking later he, at the fucking uh, kids benefit thing, he mixes up Africa and India. And there's no fucking way that guy'd be a CEO of anything. Give I, me a fucking break. I kind of like Justin Bartha in this. He, he I play, loved him he, in this, but he Jesus played, Christ, he played Weasley really yes. well. He was a fucking weasel in this, mm. and it and it seemed to work for what few scenes he was in. I like when he uh, tried to kick uh, Momoa when he was on the ground. That was cute. That yeah. was fun. That was adorable. I was hoping that'd be more brutal. And I was not expecting the. And, it, you know, again, telling that when he's after he fucking murders two guys and he's like, you know, he's all shocked about it. I was expecting him to just be like, oh, well, all right, it's fucking on now. This is real. But he's but he sits there and he's like, oh, God, oh, God, I killed those guys. But again, makes sense, I guess, in retrospect, because it was the girl, not him. Sure. <laughs> Let's is t- it convoluted? Yes. Oh, let's talk about the Merc for a minute. And yes, that goes to convoluted. Um I, I hated the way that they introduced him because, mm-hmm. oh, he killed a guy, a mechanic in a garage selling a van. He must be evil. He's got a cool knife. Yes, I you know. You can't suture those I, holes. And the, the funny thing is, I didn't even realize that it was the same guy that was in the train. Oh, you didn't? At the beginning. No, I didn't. I, uh. it was so, I was so unimpressed <laughs> with that and just the fact that it, it, it was generic assassin guy so i didn't even mm. recognize and put it together until later on when they talked about it um i was very confused when he shot the ceo yeah guy that was that was completely like what yeah it didn't it didn't make any sense right because it's like oh well i have to kill everyone who can implicate my employer well, it's but that's not what you're doing right now. What you're doing is supposed to be killing this one person that can implicate your employer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that didn't make sense. On the two mercs earlier, the two the, the two guys in the hotel, what shitty assassins, man. They're fucking terrible. They were bad. Though that did have one of the better kill scenes in the film yeah. where he grabbed the, the, the strap and, mm-hmm. and jumps over the railing. I thought that was cool. That was cool. That, that, was, that, that, was, cool. that was pretty neat. Um, but that, that was fleeting. I, I mean, by the... the Hour and ten mark. I had completely lost interest in this mm. movie. I'm sitting there tapping on my phone, just looking at shit up and yeah. looking for OnlyFans pages that I can subscribe <laughs> to. Um, uh, well, it's, and the plot holes in the movie are ridiculous. The like the that caravan that where he shoot there the the Mark shoots this the guy right. Mm-hmm. Fucking how did he know where that caravan was going? How did, how did that, that that didn't they never explained any of that it didn't show any of that it's just like they're gonna go through this tunnel. How did Momoa know that they were gonna go through the tunnel? Exactly, it didn't make any fucking sense. N- n- how did no. he get in front of them? He left after them. I, whatever, it's yeah. Well, in the chase the chase scene scene through downtown Pittsburgh there into the stadium. Why did we need to drag that out? We knew where he was going. Yeah, it. it none of that part made any sense. The taking the you know run out trying to outrun a helicopter in a car. Get out. You're in a crowded city. Right. Ditch the fucking car. And the first, the, I guess that was the first inclination for me at that point when he got out and was running and she, and wasn't, she wasn't there. there. I'm like, okay, well, maybe she ducked out and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But no, that was kind of my first, made the hairs on the back yeah. of my neck stand up a little bit. But um, here's the thing with, with the reveal, okay? Mm. Neat twist. They did nothing with it. Yeah, it didn't really go anywhere. And it, it, it could have. They did it too early, too. Yeah. They should have done it in the third the, act. 
Yeah, right at the w- very end. Yes, yeah. when she, I think when she confronts um, the, senator, the senator, I think that would have been the perfect time to do mm-hmm. it. Um, it. Was the assassin killed before or after the, the her confrontation? B- before with, the confrontation with the senator. Okay, I think that when she was fighting the assassin, I think that would have been the better time to reveal that. Okay. Because you want to have her, yes, kick some ass in there, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, be doing these things. But I, I just think if they, they should have held on to that a, a little bit longer, I think it would have yeah. had a little bit more impact. I, it wouldn't have saved the fucking movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm, the, the, the point that revealed it for me, for sure, was when uh, she has the FBI agent on the phone and she's like, say your name, you're in control. I was like, that's a weird thing to say to somebody in that situation. She's fucking crazy and or, you know, whatever. And that's what it was. Um, so the end of it she gets some shitty audio recording of a senator saying yeah I took a bribe yeah I put out a hit and somehow that just like exposes everything what the fuck and how much time elapsed oh it was maybe a day or two and all of a sudden oh the senator's been arrested wait wait, what nothing moves that fast nothing Nothing. moves that fast not only that you're talking about people who are having all these hits put out all this fucking shady bullshit and it's like oh yeah but a 13 second iPhone recording blew it all wide open. No one could fabricate that. She didn't even say her fucking name in it. She didn't even identify her in it at all. Stupid. I, just, I hated that ending. Well, I think yeah. she should have given her a Colombian necktie fucking right there in the office. And then I think that would have been the place for the reveal. Have her fucking slit her throat, pull her tongue out through, through her esophagus there and be like, yeah. And then it, it flashes back to her and it's her. not fucking She Mamala. did do, I will say this. Uh, uh, she did do a good job going kind of aping some of Momoa's, yeah. you know, body language and everything. Mm-hmm. When she, she, I, I wrote down, she went full Momoa, <laughs> you know, in that, uh, the fight scene between her and the assassin, mm. it was okay. Yeah. Um, serviceable. I, my, my issue was that they were doing, they started doing some weird flashbacks and that just killed the pace yeah. of, of, of the film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of like that fight scene a little bit, not mm-hmm. much, but yeah, the whole, and they lived happily ever after. Yep. It's fine. Except, you know, everybody's dead and I don't know where she's going. Uh, maybe somewhere with universal health care to deal with her dissociative personality disorder. I, hopefully uh, to get some therapy. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really hoping I'm, I'm hoping for, you know, she, she's a good actress. Yes. I, I do. I do enjoy her. She mm-hmm. was uh, amongst the finalists to be a uh, Batgirl. Yeah, I heard is, is that still a thing? No, she, uh, somebody else got it. Uh, I, and bad. I can't remember who, I think I talked about it a couple episodes ago, but uh, yeah, that's too bad. I, I think she, she's, she, she was the lone, I think, bright spot of this movie if yeah. you can call it that she didn't get a whole lot to do until much later in the film yeah that yeah the third act basically for her was really good but and i i i would almost rather watch a movie of just her yes. no momoa yep but you're not going to get the people twist. interested mm. well no you're not going to get people oh. interested in the film unless jason momoa is on the fucking poster yeah yeah isabella merced isn't that dora <laughs> Dora, Dora, Dude, I'm sorry, film? but Dora the Explorer goes and kills a bunch of motherfuckers. I would watch that all fucking day. Totally. I think you could get a bunch of people to watch that. <laughs> it might be niche, I guess. But. Fucking boots and Diego <laughs> slitting throats. Oh my god, take my fucking money right now. Fuck, yeah. I'm I'm watching that all day. But yeah, she's uh she's a t- she's talented. I yeah. I like her and uh it's unfortunate that her talent was uh, completely wasted in a a shit show that mm. this film was. 
But uh, I'm glad you kind of liked it. <laughs> I will never watch this again, ever, ever. So, yes, that's uh, final thoughts on uh, Sweet Girl. That's that was, that was all my final thoughts. That's all my uh, final thoughts yes. as well. So, hey, want to take a break? I do. Yeah, let's take a fucking break. Hey, you want to get doomed? I'm Tessa. And I'm Nicole. And we have a spanking new podcast for your ear holes called Doom Generation. Listen in as two foul mouth biddies have an always casual, often comedic. What? I think we're funny. And sometimes chaotic conversation about the things that doomed us to be who we are today. Take a trip with us down nostalgia lane and we'll try not to veer off the road. Available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Doom Generation Pod and on Twitter at Doom Gen Pod. Later, Doomers. And we are back. All right. I reloaded my Glen Morangi. Mm. Gone slow tonight. Yes. I'm going slow. Normally by this part of the evening, there's some <laughs> slur going on. Not so much right now. But goddamn, this is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we should uh, hit the couch at this point and let's uh, do a little bit of therapy time. We all need it. Mm. Throughout the course of our episodes, our demented conversations provide snack-sized peeks into our innermost thoughts. It's easy to see how many of our listeners could look upon us as sick, twisted, and damaged adults. But what if there's more to us than our glib comments, sarcasm, and inappropriate humor? What if we stare directly into the void for a focused view into the mouth of madness within our souls to study the psychological pathology that informs our behavior? Well, we did just that for a segment I like to call Therapy Time. I'm still a piece of garbage. Yes, Therapy Time. So um, last week and in previous weeks, I've been uh, kind of a depressing ass. Um, obviously, I've been having some down down moments uh, mm. over the last uh, few weeks and I decided to take the uh, the bull by the horns and do something about it this week. So oh, I, I, I had an appointment with uh, my psychiatrist, and this is the one that does my meds. Okay. So I will be starting a brand new antidepressant on top of the one that I am taking now. All right. That will be commencing here in a day or two. I'm going to save that for the weekend in case I fucking go psychotic and, uh, go. And, and or start crying or whatever, you know, ends up happening. Um, but, uh, that's going to be kind of exciting and new, mm. you know, one of the cool things, uh, of the show is in what we've done with therapy time is I, I have had a lot of people reach out mm. about, you know, my, my depression or yeah. any of the issues that, you know, Talon and I have talked about or guests have talked about, or you and I have talked about. And I, I really love that about our listeners and, and our little community here that, that we've been building. I am, and I think Mike, I'll speak for Mike. Yes, please do. We both love to dress and drag. Oh, no, wait. That's not what I was going to say. Just me. Just you. Just you. Um, Both Mike and I are big proponents in mental health and people seeking uh, assistance when they need it. And uh, so we're, we're definitely folks that believe in that process. And that's what, you know, why we talk about it a lot is because, uh, there are a lot of people out there that are suffering that don't need to be suffering. And, uh, you know, folks need a lifeline sometimes. I know I have been there. Um, and, and so I'm happy to, to be able to talk about those things uh, in a safe way uh, so that uh, people can understand you're not alone out there. 
most of us kids that you know grew up <laughs> during the last 20 to 30 years uh we we all seem to have a very common theme of uh mm. chronic depression going on and uh so there's no shame in in seeking out help there's no shame in talking to somebody about it there's no shame in seeking out therapist or psychiatrist medication everything else the only thing i'm gonna say is there ain't no pill that's gonna fix it it's oh. gonna take a combination of several things yes medication is a component in it talk therapy is another component in it Cognitive therapy is a component in it. You've, you've got you to hit all ends of it. Otherwise, mm. you know, just taking a pill is not going to fix any of your problems. Uh, unless it's ecstasy. And that, that fixes a lot of things for a while. <laughs> for a while. Not a long while, but a, but a while, you know. So, but yeah. So, I'm, I'm trying to take active steps uh, towards fixing me and uh, getting myself in a place that uh, can actually enjoy things again. Because awesome. right now, if it ain't coming out of a bottle, I ain't having fun. And yeah. that's a problem. Yeah, that would be. That's a problem. Because uh, although I enjoy the temporary respite that comes from gurgling down alcohol, um, the next day is hell. Mm. And not just from a physical standpoint, but a mental standpoint as well. Uh and I, I've talked about this before, but my anxiety is through the fucking roof mm. whenever, uh, you know, the day after I, ha I, I, I tie one on. And uh, talking to my therapist said, yeah, that's called withdrawal. Mm. Yeah. En enjoy. It's like, oh, oh, we're at that point now? Oh, shit. Maybe I need to change what I'm doing here. Mm. So there, I, I think... I'm going to do my best to kind of be a little more conservative with my drinking as we okay. get down the road here. Um, I, I'm not going to go full on, try to blow my brains out every time I, I drink that. Mm. That's my promise. I'm not, I, I'm not going to stop drinking. I, it's not happening. <laughs> I, it's, it's important to set realistic goals. I, I have to, yeah. because it, it's like with smoking and the drinking. Um, I, I, I don't know if I will ever be able to give up both. Mm. But that's just me right now saying that there may come a time where I'm I'm I feel like I'm I have the the discipline and the, and the self confidence mm. to to do to give up at least one of those two vices. I know everybody's just give up the smoking. The smoking <laughs> and yeah, you're right. Smoking super bad for you. And um, you know, at some point, time and age are going to catch up to me and mm. hopefully it's not too late at that point but boy isn't that a cheery thing to talk about isn't it <laughs> cancer's fun copd's fun too yes yes yeah. i've always wanted to drag around an oxygen tank wherever i go except i'm gonna put laughing gas in it oh that'd be fun get yeah, right yeah. yes yeah. or something other cocktail i don't, I don't know what but mm. um so yeah, so that's that's where I'm at at this point. Not really me asking for advice. Mm. I just kind of no. want to update people because I've had a lot of folks reach out to me going, "Are you okay?" <laughs> it's like, yes, I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm functioning, mm. and I am taking steps to get better. So please, mm. everybody, thank you for the support. Um, I'm not tying a noose around my neck this week, nor would I ever. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. that's not my thing. I'm way too narcissistic to kill myself. So. <laughs> yeah well a, I, I appreciate the update josh I, I like that insight hey you know i i you know made you the the full-time co-host here I, I don't want you to get two episodes in and then josh is gone and you got to run this whole thing by yourself <laughs> yeah 
I'll train you. No, I can't. I'm, yeah. I'm not that good of a teacher. <laughs> but uh, all right, you get on the couch now. What do you got going on? Oh, you want me to limp in after that? Limp uh, in. Damn it, Josh. <laughs> Come on, fucker. Uh, all right. Uh, well, I, I just have a work issue to talk about this week. <laughs> so, um, so I, you you have difficult co coworkers, right? I mean, everyone does, of course, right? So I've got this coworker, and they shall remain nameless. Could be a handful of people. I don't specify anything, but it's one particular person that I work with directly quite a bit. I have to ask real quick: Do any of your coworkers actually listen to the show? No, but they eventually will. All That's right. why I'm being very vague. Speak freely. Speak freely. <laughs> uh, so. They have uh, kind of burnt my trust a bunch of times, and it's been something where we've worked together for years now, and it's uh, we've built up rapport, we've built up our relationship, I feel like, quite a few times, and then uh, anytime there's a possibility of them trying to further themselves over our team or over a job or anything like that, they are uh, taking advantage of that. And, and, you know, and a lot of the time at the detriment to myself or at the detriment to uh, a couple of, you know, some of our field guys. And I am trying to find a way because I've confronted them about this. I have, uh, you know, tried to work through all sorts of different things with them with it and just try to, you know, do team building stuff with them, that kind of thing. I've tried looking at myself, seeing what the fuck am I doing wrong that's causing this and I am I am at a loss. I don't know how to keep working with this person, but I'm going to have to. So, what is it that they're um, specifically doing? Can mm. you can you shed a little more light on on their fuckery? Yes, trying to be specific without outing who I'm talking about exactly. Uh, oh, I mean, you ball, ballpark. Ballpark. Me. Okay, so let's say a uh, a job comes in. Uh, for us to bid or mm-hmm. anything like that. Uh, right now, I am uh, kind of focusing more, uh, less off of estimating and more on project management. Uh, there's some, you know, we're, uh, my boss basically delegated some things where I'm really good at a lot of hands-on management things, and they're very good at another portion of the work area. And so they are supposed to be uh, taking all these estimates on and giving me time to do my my now my main part of my job and every time there's a time consuming thing comes up it's punted to me every time it's a favor for let's say the owners of the company or something like that they will take it on take on all the face time with the owners and then punt the uh, responsibilities of the project management side the pumping the numbers doing all that over to me so it's it's one of those things where they are have started to basically take rain and add and believe that they are kind of a superior. And a lot of it, I think, has to do with age. Uh, you know, I'm probably 20 years younger. And so, you know, and, and that's there. And, I, you know, and I respect that. I respect someone's been in the industry longer than I have, but I've been in this industry quite a long time. Um, I, you know, I have better numbers in every category as far as revenue, profitability, uh, jobs under my belt right now as far as running work. And so... It comes to the point where it's I'm doing my doing my job plus part of his, and then it comes down the line, and I'm not the one uh, who's getting the FaceTime, who's getting the approval, and uh, from from the bosses. And the other side of it is for the field when there's something that 
you know, my, my guys are painters. They're not anything else. If there's something that comes up that we probably shouldn't be doing, he's more than willing to throw the guys under the bus. So if I'm hearing you correctly, um, you're basically, you do good work and on the really important stuff, they're taking the credit and whenever something goes wrong, it's your fault somehow in a nutshell. Uh, kind of. It's not really a blame game necessarily kind of thing. Uh, it's if, if, if uh, something goes wrong, it's, it's the field's fault mm. on his end. He doesn't take, he doesn't take uh, responsibility for any decisions he makes, anything he does. He makes sure that he has a scapegoat set up. And that, that's an that's a, that's an issue for me, and I see it. I've called them on it, but like, hey man, come on, we get you know, you're fucking our guys here. You're gonna fuck our guys. They're not gonna trust you, and they don't trust them anymore. And that's become an issue. I dealt with it today. I was on the phone for an hour with one of our foremen today because they're like, this motherfucker set me up to fail. I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna fucking walk off the job because I'm gonna go work for another company because I can't trust the person who I'm supposed to be working under. And when you bring these things up to these individuals that are doing this. Um, what kind of response do you get out of them? I get a sit on the fence response. The kind of like, oh, uh, well, you know, that's not what I meant by that. And that's not what I'm doing. And just kind of the plain dumb. And then the, uh, I'll get the other side of it from, you know, our superintendent or somebody who's, who get, who has the other insight to is like, uh, they'll tell us two completely different things, trying to get us to work on the other one to agree with a course of action or something like that. Well, this goes to my, no one can do confrontation anymore. It's, yeah. it's that thing where, hey, I have a problem with something. Can you go talk to this person? And they do it in the most vanilla fucking neutral way that they possibly can. And I understand you got to have some finesse in these things. Mm. Um, but we, we th this is a fucking plague that has mm. permeated um, the professional working world at this point. Is that no one has the, 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 the sack mm -hmm. to walk up to somebody and go, hey, you're fucking up right now, or hey, mm -hmm. you're making life a lot harder than it needs to be. What is your relationship with as with the 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 owners, the the, the big wigs, the decision mm -hmm. makers? Uh, fairly distant at this point. We used to be, you know, they know me. We're first name basis or whatever, uh, you know. But it's it's a construction company. It's not like it's a huge conglomerate or anything like that. You know what I mean? So we know each other. But if they now it's become a thing where if they have something they need done, they go to him first every time. Mm. And the issue with that too, is that he will placate them right away at the, you know, at the risk of other jobs and stuff, which is not what they want as the owners of the company. They want profitability. They want us to be making money. They don't want us to be burning a bunch of money. There's ways to make things happen for people quickly without sacrificing a job. So would you feel comfortable enough kind of uh, jumping the chain of command there to have a conversation? Mm, not with the owners. Uh, that'd be one thing where they go, why the fuck are you talking to me about this? Okay. Okay. So they're, they're firm believers in the chain there. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Are. Yeah. That's, yep. that's a difficult spot to be in. Um, because you go, you, you communicate to the best of your ability that look, something that you're doing is making, uh, life difficult mm -hmm. for my folk yep. and trying to sell that because what they don't, what, what it seems to me, what those guys are not understanding is that um, if your people quit, mm -hmm. work ain't going to get done. Yep. And I, I, I want business to be successful. I always have, but sometimes they need to fall flat on their face mm. before they realize that, oh, maybe what I'm doing is not the way I should be doing it. 
And, and there's great risk involved in that. Great risk mm-hmm. involved in that because you can end up being the one that suffers consequences from that as well. Yeah. Um, because I, you've got people that are unhappy with what's going on with the folks that are a step above you and you being kind of the middleman mm-hmm. really makes it a difficult spot because oh, yeah. they can turn around and go, well, it's cause he's mismanaging it and everything else. Um, but if you make it very clear that this is what's going on, these are the problems that I'm having with these folks. You document these things, you make sure that everything is kind of, it's, it's all there. Mm. So when these guys inevitably go quit, you can say, Hey, I told them that if they kept doing this shit, this is what, this was going to be the consequence of what happened. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's when the owners, that's when the big wigs and the decision makers, that's when you get their attention is when that happens. Mm. I'm not saying you're, you're trying to, to purposely sabotage things, but you're also, um, you know, you're letting nature run its course sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that may, and might be the worst advice I could possibly give, but, <laughs> but that's the case. And I've had to do that before. Yeah. I, I, my struggle with that is I don't want my, my main goal is for the team to continue to function. And that's why I've advocated for this person um, to all of our guys, every single, but every single person that works for us, every time this comes up, you know, I'm the, look, he has a different way of thinking about things. You know, it's definitely not what he intended, but, but, but making excuses, bullshit, you know, basically just trying to keep a team dynamic there. And every time something's about to go off the rails, I do everything I can to keep it on the rails. And I, I don't want to see failure on our team mainly because I, you know, I, I, when I came into this department, uh, when I came from the field into the department, into the office, um, they fired everybody else. I was the only one left in my department. I, and I rebuilt it from the ground up and I worked my ass off to do it. Very proud of what I've built. You know, I'm very proud of the revenue stream we're doing. And you know, this guy, he, uh, he's actually really good at his job in, in a lot of things. And, uh, and I respect that. He's a great estimator. He's great at, you know, he's great at confrontation of general contractors for the most part. Um, I think it's a lot more credit there than he should, but it's one of those things where I need him to actually take responsibility, actually be there for it. And so, and, and, and maybe you're right. Maybe I need to let, let him fail and just do my best to kick any scapegoats out from under his feet and everything. And just make sure it's clear that like, Hey, look, this is what happened. This is why. This is what I've been I've been squawking about for the past couple of years here. This is this is an issue. I've tr- you know I've tried everything else. I mean, <laughs> well, and you, and you don't necessarily have to sit there and go. Oh look look look! I told you so. I told you so. Yeah. No, it's just you know you sit back and you you watch the the massacre unfold, mm. and when they come to you and go, what happened here? You do it in a very respectful way. Just go look. Here are the issues that were happening. They have been communicated. I'm not sure why this wasn't, you know, being rectified or anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 the best I could. But you have to understand something. You're the people that you're trying to, to like convince that this person is not a complete shit bag. Mm. You're going to get tired of shoveling that shit after a while. Yeah, I'm tired. Of and they're going to. And the other thing is they're going to see right through it. Yeah. Because it's it's not genuine, and as your enthusiasm for doing that declines, they're definitely going to see right through, mm. you know, what you're doing. So you can only cover so much yeah. for these things. 
So again, I'm not saying you sabotage things. I'm, I, I, oh, I'm, no. I'm yeah. just saying let nature kind of take its course and, mm-hmm. and see what happens there. Um, and, and that's the, the, the hard part is you have to strap yourself in for that tornado that's inevitably going to come and hope that your ass doesn't get ripped off and, you know, blown out to sea there. Mm-hmm. So I mixed mm-hmm. a lot of metaphors there. You there did. were a I followed lot it. of fucking metaphors. It. It... None of them made sense to me <laughs> now that I've said them, but, uh, <laughs> all right, well, I got to slow down on the, uh, the scotch here, but yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Because you're, you want everything to run smoothly. Smoothly, mm. you take pride in what you do. You own your work, mm. and that can be incredibly difficult when you're in a situation where management is not listening to you, mm-hmm. but you're the go-between with the the. I, and this is not meant to be insulting, but no. the, the rank and file. Yeah, you're you're the middleman. Yeah. It's a thankless spot. Mm. It's a thankless spot. That's why when I when I'm I'm in the upper management part, and mm-hmm. I have a lot of middlemen. Yeah. But I always try to make sure that I'm putting myself in the shoes of the rank and file before mm. I make any decision. I'm also trying to make sure that the the middleman that I'm not setting him up to fail. Yes. Yeah. And putting him in a position where it's it's a rock and a hard place and everything else because. If they're not successful, I'm not going to be successful. Mm. It makes me look bad. And remember, I'm a narcissist, okay? So I got to <laughs> look good at all times. But no, the the business does not... I, I understand this. I, mm. I may be very good at my job, but if I don't have my subordinates, I'm fucked. This business yeah. is done. Absolutely. And and I think a lot of people have a very hard... They go on a power trip. They get, they get a little taste and they go, Ooh, I could tell people what to do now. I'm in <laughs> charge, but they don't look at the long game. They don't look at the fact that if the business ain't around, you ain't got nobody to, to be the boss of mm-hmm. at that point. So, um, yes. So my advice as your therapist, um, let nature take its course. Okay. You continue to do the same quality of work that you do. Keep your standards, make sure that they're, you're, you're, you know, beyond, beyond a shadow of a doubt that you mm. are a loyal, hardworking employee. Let these guys fuck themselves. Yeah. You'll be surprised. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take the hands off the reins for a little bit yeah. on this and yeah. just, just focus on my jobs and my goings on. Yeah. Take care of your people. Mm. Make sure that you, within the, the, you know, the extent of what power that you have, Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, let these other guys, give them enough rope to fucking hang themselves. Mm. It, you'd be surprised. Yeah. You'd be surprised. And, and the people that work under you will respect you for that. They'll understand, look, I'm doing everything I can here. And they'll see that. You don't mm. even need to say the words. Yeah. They'll see that you're doing everything you can. So mm. that's my advice. I appreciate it. I'm so, going to try it out. 50 bucks, please. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you take a check? Um, as long as it's not post dated, yes. God damn it! Wait, who 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 has checks? Anyway, who has who has the checks? All right, you want to talk about something a little more fun? That'd be great. All right, let's do it. Let's talk about some things. Things. Mm. All right. So funny story. Ooh. Uh the other day I was jacking off. Right. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I let a rope go 
I mean, it was a big one. Oh, yeah? It was a big one. Those were um, fun. So much so, I hit myself in the eye. No! That is the first time I've ever hit myself in the eye. And you, look, man, I've hit the all over hell and back and everywhere else. You lazy-eyed yourself. I lazy-eyed myself. And ladies, I have to say, respect. Mm-hmm. Respect. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it got me thinking. Mm. Got me thinking uh, about things i about it seems like as i get older that um my distance shooting has Mm. lessened a little bit Mm. but then sometimes it's more and sometimes it's less sometimes the the volume is more and sometimes the volume is less so i said Mm. you know what i'd like to know why that is science lesson so what factors determine semen volume you may ask. I do ask. So, according to the World Health Organization, the median semen volume is 3.7 milliliters. That's mm. the average. And then, at most, yes, y- y'all motherfuckers are going to have to figure out the metric conversion, okay? Uh, most males fall between 1.5 and 6.8 milliliters for semen volume. This amount varies, of course, from man to man. So, it's mm. like, okay, that's that's interesting. What are some of the records, right? I kept oh, I kept going yes. down the hole, right? Right, here we go. All right, so the world record for longest ejaculation, as in distance. distance. Horst Schultz of the United States was recorded ejaculating 18 feet, 9 inches. USA! USA! Dude, that's like a fucking <laughs> quadruple roper there. Fuck Jesus me, Christ. man. Right? Fucking put right. someone's eye out with that shit. He Holy God. Also holds the record for height, which 12 feet, four inches. Fucking arching that shit up. That's some arch. <laughs> and speed, 42.7 miles per hour. Holy shit. That's a shot, buddy. Dude, That's that'll knock you on your ass. Hey. <laughs> Especially that speed distance, and if he's got some quantity, dude, that's 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 a you're, that's a baseball to the chest. You're, you're, you're blowing the back of a chick's head out at that point. So after after being stupefied by those records, because I'm just like, wow, I feel mm, inadequate. I wanted to know, well, what causes the variations in the volume and force of of, mm. of the spooge? Uh, let's see. People may notice sometimes they ejaculate more or they, their ejaculate comes out more forcefully. The factors that involve this age, of course, males tend to ejaculate the largest volume of semen in their thirties. As they age, this volume decreases. No shit. Mm. I don't know why I'm complaining about that. (laughs) I don't know. I always looked at it as a sign of, yeah, I'm a fucking badass. Fucking I I I blew a 10 gallon load everywhere. I got to clean this up. Uh, Let's see. Sexual activity. Recent sexual activity, including masturbation, may decrease semen volume, which potentially reduces the distance semen can travel. Mm. Prolonged periods of abstinence may cause a person to produce more semen than their usual amount. Mm. Yes, I can speak to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That tracks. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think uh, I once had a, what was it, about a four-week run where I didn't touch myself. There was something going. I can't uh, remember. I, I may have been ill or, or something after was happening. After me? No, mm. no, 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 no. They don't let you do anything after that for like. Yeah, a fuck them guys. It was that. That was two weeks. Was it two weeks? Maybe three. I think it was supposed to be four weeks. <laughs> Might have been. <laughs> what? I'm insatiable. What do you want? 
But yes, I remember after a four-week period, yeah, uh, I think I blew it over my head at that point Ooh. and on the back of the couch and <laughs> on some stuffed animals and shit that just should not be covered in semen at that point. But, you know, that's how it goes. Uh, genetic factors. Genetics play a role in most aspects of health, including the volume of semen. Some people naturally ejaculate more or less compared to others, regardless of health or lifestyle. Hmm. Because we've watched porn. I mean, we've no. seen things. Porn mm-hmm. probably does not help our, our view of this, this stuff. Because <laughs> some of those guys, I, I don't know if they're just drinking 15 gallons of water it's prior like, to yeah, or whatever. Or but a supplement or something in there. Uh, of course, there's lifestyle factors. Hmm. Mm. Diet, smoking, and many other lifestyle factors uh, can affect semen quality and overall health. For example, most research shows... Regular exercise may improve fertility and sperm quality, which I don't give a shit about. Mm. And studies suggest it may increase semen volume. Oh. So let me get this straight. In order for me to have a bigger load, I've got to work out. And stop smoking. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, overall health. General health may affect semen volume. For example, a person with a chronic illness such as diabetes Mm. might notice a change in their semen. Hormonal issues may also influence semen uh, quality. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to go further. What do I need to do to make this shit bigger? Right. Mm. Uh, exercising more exercise may improve semen quality. Some studies show that moderate exercise increases semen volume. Well, we ain't doing that. Mm. Uh, masturbating less often, more time between ejaculations usually increases semen volume. Fuck you. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. They're judging you, Josh. Yeah, they are. They're judging me. Here's the thing. I, I'm i sure you've been through that period in time throughout your history mm. with your penis um, mm. where you've hit that thing so many times it's just dust coming out at that point. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, have. We yeah, we all have. have. We've the, all been there. Those are the best orgasms, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I call it the dry heave orgasm. It's, it's, almost, it's, it's better. It's, it's better. It's yeah. better, but it takes a lot to get there, though. Mm. You really have to. You have to want that. Like shit. that's like that's like five or six times in one day. And I'm going to be honest, kids. At 42, I can't do it anymore. Mm. I just can't. I'm lucky if I get two to three times out of myself per day. <laughs> that's that, that's that's me on a very randy day. Mm. That it takes a lot. Um, let's see. Uh, engaging in foreplay. People can use foreplay to delay ejaculation and make se- sex last longer. While there's no recent research that tests this recommendation, anecdotal evidence suggests some people ejaculate more with foreplay. Okay, fuck you. I don't want anecdotal. We're going to move on from that. But I will I will agree with that, though. I mean, it's like edging or whatever, right? Ah, yes. Mm. Oh, we're getting to oh, I'll get to edging. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I think I'll get to edging. <clears throat> nope. Nope. Didn't get to edging. Okay. Yes, edging. Yes, that mm. is a thing. Yeah, I think that is a. Thing. It is a yes. thing. Yes, you bring yourself to the point of your where you're about to pop, and then you just stop. Mm-hmm. I call it blue balls. Yep. But I guess edging is the more appropriate term or socially acceptable term. Yeah. But uh, yes, you're supposed to bring yourself to almost to the point, and then you stop. I've done this. Um, I I I will say it 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 cock the shotgun a little little mm-hmm. harder than, I think than in the past um but i'm not patient <laughs> and some and when you have kids sometimes you gotta 
fucking get, get in and out. Mm. It's a stealth mission and you do what you can. Um, here's the last one. Kegel exercises. Like with your butt? So you're trying to strengthen your pelvic floor. So basically mm. it's akin to urinating and then stopping. Oh, and then restarting. Those are your Kegel muscles. So yes, basically it's, it's pushing out like you're pooping and then retracting back in like you're trying to stop the poop. Okay. So what you're saying is we need to pank to increase our <laughs> pank panking. So you jack off and poop at the same time. Oh. You've covered this, Josh. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's, that was a while ago. No, I don't, I don't remember any of this shit. <laughs> or as they call it, what, the J-Pinch? <laughs> Whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> that comment. <laughs> I, don't, I don't try to jack off while I'm pooping, kids. Not anymore. But uh, yes, the, so again, one, one shot in the eye and I go down this fucking rabbit hole. I, mm. I just, I had to, I had to know what was happening. Well, I appreciate the knowledge. Uh, You've imparted much wisdom. You're welcome. I, I try to help the world as much as I can. I try. Yeah. Hey, that's a motherfucking I, I thing, man. And w- one other thing they didn't include on there, medication. That's another mm. one that has a severe effect yes. on how things go. I remember... Being on a uh, an antidepressant a couple of years ago that mm. destroyed all of that. It wasn't it wasn't that I couldn't get it up type thing. Oh, I could and I could get off, but it was a completely muted orgasm, and there was nothing. It was just mm. <laughs> it was it was nothing there, and uh, I hated my life and considered just cutting off my penis at that point because <laughs> there was there was no reason to have it anymore. But I digress. Mm. Uh, Michael, what's your thing? All right. So, as usual, I brought two things in case you've covered something. <laughs> so, stop me if you've heard this before. And say, well, I do have a backup. I know you haven't heard it before because I... Yeah. All right. Uh, did you know that PepsiCo once had the sixth largest military in the world? Uh, no, I did not. Sweet. That's great. So, let me tell you a little story. So back in 1959, uh, the American government was trying to show Russia the benefits of capitalism, and they put together what was called the American National Exhibition in Moscow. Well, at at the convention, uh, Nixon was there, who was vice president at the time, um, and he was talking with the Soviet leader uh, Nikita Khrushchev. All right. So they got into a fake argument, basically, under the guise of marketing Pepsi to Russia. So they'd already made this decision that they were going to sell Pepsi in Russia. And it was the first American product in ever to be sold over there. Or I guess it was the Soviet Union at the time, not Russia. But um, regardless. So they get in this fake argument, and the VP of Pepsi is sitting there, and he breaks up the argument and hands him a glass of Pepsi and goes, here, try this. And he drinks it, and he's like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And so they use this whole thing to spread start a whole Pepsi uh, uh, distribution over in Russia, right? Ingenious PR. Ingenious, right? It was the first big guerrilla marketing campaign that was that fucking stupid, right? So, um, they, uh, the issue that ended up happening was the Russian ruble at the time was worth dog shit outside of the, uh, outside of the Soviet Union. So Russia didn't, or Soviet Union didn't have a way to pay PepsiCo back for their product or distribution of their product or anything. So what they ended up doing is they said, hey, you know what we do have that's a good export that you can sell is we'll, we'll, take, uh, we'll take a bunch of Pepsi and we will give you 
the equal amount of vodka. <laughs> and so they literally traded Pepsi for vodka. And they did this for years. They did this for decades. Now, eventually, uh, in the 80s, the, the Pepsi really started getting popular over there. They had the first uh, television commercial for uh, in Russia was a Pepsi uh, commercial. If you want to look it up on YouTube, it's fucking hilarious. It's great. Um, but in 1989, the deal was set to expire. And uh, vodka, with the Cold War going on, vodka was no longer marketable in the U.S. or that marketable. And so Pepsi said, look, you got to find something else to, do, to, to barter with here. And so what they came up with was, hey, you know what we do have? We've got 17 submarines, a cruiser, a frigate, and a destroyer. And we will trade you for $3 billion worth of Pepsi. And so they traded $3 billion, uh, $3 billion worth of Pepsi product and distribution rights and everything for all of this military equipment, which at the time made Pepsi, uh, the, uh, in 1989, Pepsi had the sixth largest military in the world for about a few months. This must have happened early in 89 because November 89 is when the, the wall fell. Mm, so that is uh, that definitely plays into it. So um, I'm trying to remember exactly how that plays into it. Uh, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But yes, it was after. <laughs> so this is after. This is actually after the wall fell. Oh, no shit. Yes, this is after the wall fell. They did this. They're basically taking <clears throat> what remnants of it was left. So, oh, I remember how it plays into it. So. Uh, they took that and they fucking went to a Swedish, uh, fucking scrapyard and basically sold all that stuff off for scrap. That was a mistake because Coca-Cola came in and they fucking took advantage of the wall falling and, uh, the Soviet Union being gone and splitting up into 14 different countries essentially. And they fucking marketed their shit hard and took that entire market from Pepsi. Pepsi should have used their military to take out Coca-Cola. They had their chance. <laughs> they had their chance and they fucking blew it. So, so basically, Pepsi became war profiteers. Yes, <laughs> they did. Sorry, Cold War profiteers. Cold War or profiteers. The collapse of Cold War yes, profiteers. Exactly. So, there's that for you. And the uh, uh, president of PepsiCo also told the uh, U.S. National Security Advisor that he was doing a better job of disarming the Soviet Union than they ever did. So, what were in your research? Uh, were there any repercussions for the uh, the president of PepsiCo there? None whatsoever. Not that I could find. The only thing it is they ended up losing the market. That was it. He still probably made a, a hefty He made hefty some chunk. good, good yeah. money. Yeah. I'm sure he paid off a few people for that. Wow. Yeah. So wow. That was a thing. The Pepsi Army. The Pepsi, <clears throat> yep. Watch Pepsi out. Pepsi Armada. Watch out. They're coming for you right now. I can feel them out there. Excuse me. I, that, is a good, that does raise a good level. <laughs> Hello, Glenn Morangi. How you doing? <laughs> <coughs> okay um coke or pepsi sir a coke yeah I'm yeah i'm right there with you yeah pepsi tastes flat pepsi's kind of gross yeah i agree kind of gross for those of you that are pepsi people out there um your animals send yeah you kind of are <laughs> go ahead and send me an angry email that's fine i don't mind i guess i guess we won't have pepsi as a sponsor ever huh <laughs> whoops wow wow well i did just talk about you know ejaculating for distance uh, a little bit ago so mm, something tells me that coke and pepsi are not going to jump on board <sighs> hard to say yeah you never know <laughs> world's changing left and right so mm -hmm. all right well uh thank you michael you're welcome that's uh interesting and it's got history in it's it got it's got cold war it. history I'm in it which I'm... i am always interested in i am a history buff 
Hit me up with that shit every time. I will because that's uh, that's all I got, Josh. <laughs> I'm, I'm still. What was the one that Talon did? It was a fucking circus bear that. Oh yes, that, that I were for the Polish I was, military. I was very or aware of that when he talked. Yes. About it. I was very excited about yes, that. That was that, that was a good one. I was fascinated by that. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, I think it's time for a smoke break. Uh, we'll see you in a bit. You know, I forgot to do something on the break. What'd you forget? I forgot to wee-wee. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's all right. We'll power through it. I promise. (laughs) Ready to go to the corner? Let's go. Let's go to the corner. Daddy, I don't like Star Wars. Avengers are boring. Welcome to the kid's corner. Yes. So uh, this week for the corner, we uh, watched... The first two episodes of the new Disney Plus series, Turner and Hooch, uh, released this year, TVPG. Uh, synopsis, a detective solves crimes with the help of an oversized dog. Thank you, IMDb. Yes. I feel like I could have a career writing this <laughs> shit. Uh, cast is uh, Josh Peck as Scott and Turner. Of course, this is Josh Peck from Drake and Josh. Drake and Josh fame. Yes. Becca Tobin as Brooke Mailer. Reginald Vell Johnson as Sergeant Al Pal. Yes. Oh, no, sorry, David Sutton. I'm oh. sorry. It's, he, he's Sergeant Al Pal forever and ever. Uh, Paul Campbell is Grady Garland. Kara uh, Patterson is Jessica Baxter. Lindsay Fonseca is Laura Turner. Vanessa Lenges is Erica Monier. Uh, Brandon J. McLaren is Xavier Watkins. And Anthony Rivera. Yeah, I fucked that up is uh, James Mendez. Uh, this was created for TV by Matt Nix. Uh, he's the guy that created Burn Notice. I don't know if you ever watched oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember good, that show. Good, it's a good show. It was a good show. Uh, this is based on characters created by Michael Blodgett. Uh, so as far as, obviously, it's a TV series, so there's various mm-hmm. uh, directors and producers. Uh, Mick G is a writer, producer, and director on this. Mick G. Dude. X-Men 3. That's awesome. All I will say, the Charlie's Angels movies, mm. Mick G. Okay. Mm. All right. One of the directors uh, of the show, and he's a uh, producer as well, Robert Duncan McNeil. Do you know who he is? Name's really familiar, but probably not. Lieutenant Tom Paris on Star Trek Voyager. Okay. Yeah. No shit. Yep. That's, okay. He's, he's gone into the, the whole directing, producing side of things. Well, good for him. I know. He's a good guy. Yeah. I love that show. Uh, let's see. Rotten Tomatoes uh, critic score fifty seven percent, audience score eighty six percent. All right. So, I uh, in preparation for this, I went back and you watched, watched the movie. I watched the movie. I did. Nice. I watched the movie. Nineteen eighty nine. Tom Hanks. We all mm-hmm. know the story. Um, several things that kind of jumped out to me, uh, and I know I'm going on a tangent here, so I apologize. Uh, that movie was really violent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Within the first 20 minutes, there's two, like, stabbing murders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, wow, this is cool. Um, but it's still a great movie. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy the shit out of it. Uh, Tom Hanks, of course, is always... That, that was his his 
prime years as far as doing silly comedies. Mm-hmm. This was the Dragnet years, mm-hmm. Joe versus the Volcano. What Money I, Pit. Money Pit. Um, fuck, there's a bunch. Bachelor Party, which I know there was a little mm-hmm. bit before this, but Bachelor Party, honestly, one of my favorite comedies ever. Yeah, really? It's, it's Yeah, it's, it's a good movie. Um, but... You know, Tom Hanks always brings that level of charisma to every movie he's in, mm-hmm. no matter how stupid or silly it is. It's still Tom Hanks. Even back in the day, there was class there. Yes. There always was. Uh, so, yes, uh, I enjoyed it immensely. Um, of course, cried like a baby at the end when Hooch dies, everybody. Spoiler, at the end of the film, Hooch is shot and killed. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to throw that out there for everybody. Um, and then, of course, at the end, end you know, they've, they've now have a puppy, who, mm. who same breed as Hooch, who's just as wacky as the original is. <laughs> um, but this series, of course, is a continuation of that. Yes. This is the sequel series to the movie. Uh, because now we're dealing with his, his son and his mm. time as a, as a U.S. Marshal and, of course, uh, whatever dog they rescued that was the same breed as Hooch, which, by the way, that breed's super fucking expensive and hard to find. But, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, here's the thing. Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks. Yes. Jo- yep. Josh Peck is no Tom Hanks. <laughs> That's in my notes. <laughs> no Tom Hanks. That being said, um, I, I give this a, a three out of five. Okay. Um, I... I I enjoy this series. Yeah. I don't think it's great, but given the the choices that I have with the little one, she loves this show, mm. and I am perfectly happy to watch this over many, many other things mm-hmm. that the little one is into. Um, go ahead. What, what, okay. what do you got? So, I love this show. Uh, I gave it four out of five. Um I think it plays off the old movie pretty well as far as being continuation of it. Uh, I think it's got great comedy in it. It's got fun action scenes. My daughter was into this show, was super into it. It had my interest the whole time. And like I said in my notes, Josh Peck is no Tom Hanks. Um, And I was disappointed with, because I knew he was going to be in it uh, with uh, Reginald not being in it as much as I was really hoping he would. But it makes sense that he is, you know, I, he is the weak tit of the entire series. Yeah. Josh Peck is. And it really yeah. sucks because the supporting cast, they're good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're very entertaining. The guy that plays yep. Xavier, love him. I love mm. the his you know the pregnant partner. Yeah. They're fun. The sister is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the characters are, are great. His his romantic interest. What's in, uh, Erica. The, yeah, the daughter yes. trainer. <clears throat> Excuse me is um i i enjoy her mm-hmm. he is the only part of the show that when he's on i'm just like god yeah. and it's because um he has that voice i i i hope he goes through puberty at some point in his life <laughs> clearly it has not happened the other thing is he is a mouth breather have you noticed that yes he is the guy per- he's always been perpetually yes. has his mouth open uh-huh. at all times mm-hmm. and he just looks confused He's always confused looking. And he doesn't play the emotional range well. So look at, look at episode one. 
I, I will say this. When he was reading the note from his dad, yeah. I, I, I got the feels a little yeah, bit from that. But, but but everything else, he's very, yeah, it's, it's but, very vanilla. It's, it's, it, it doesn't seem genuine at like all. Like when he's in the warehouse with, the, with Hooch there, and he's like, you're my forever dog. Yeah, that was, that was bad, yeah. man. That was rough. I was watching. I started laughing. I was this is fucking stupid right now. This has been good. This is stupid. They, they, he didn't need this. Now, have you watched all six episodes that are the new no. new episode dropped today? I haven't watched all six. Okay. I plan on it, but I've only seen the first two. So my daughter wants me to watch them. Okay, before, so. I've watched all six. Yeah, it gets better. It does. I, I so will, episode one was rough. Episode two is really good. Is I loved the, the, episode the, the, two. The Die Hard, the die hard yes. references. Oh my god! Yes, that was that was very clever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yes, I I enjoyed that very much. But yes, it. it what I have noticed is that as each episode goes, it does get a little bit better. Mm. I do like the call outs to certain things too. Like episode one, they're in the warehouse. The, there's the you know, shootout kind of going on or whatever. And the, uh, the witness there, the, the uh, crooked FBI agent was interrogating, screaming at him because they're all duck, duck and pine crates for cover. He's like, bullets go through wood. <laughs> <laughs> It was good. It was it was it was a solid way to way to do that is throw that kind of that uh, you know bull, calling out the bullshit kind of stuff like that. And, I enjoyed that. Yes, and and they do continue to do that because yes, there are several moments in this where I'm just sitting there going, Jesus Christ, really. Mm. One of the ones that drives me crazy is they're especially in the first episode they're running around with with tack vests on all the time with no labeling on them whatsoever. Uh-huh. There's no insignias. There's no nothing. I'm like, really? Yep. Give me a fucking break. Um, and episode one has has the misfortune of being, it's the pilot. It's the yeah. setup episode. So you have to have all of the, uh, what's it called? Exposition. Uh, thank you. Exposition it, it, it is and an, character development. It, it is going to be crammed in It there. is an absolute exposition dump. And, and you're sitting there going, hey, you know, oh, here's Scott. Here's your dog. Mm. Um, go fuck yourself. Get this goddamn dog out of yeah. my house. I that that the realism that goes along with that. I, I'm just sitting there going, what what are we doing here? Um, and then of course we and it, it try it it falls into that trap of trying to emulate the first film where it's it's just oh hooch is destroying things and oh slap sticky ha 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 yeah. dog crushing destroying stuff and it's like dude we've been we've done this yeah can we go on to a different direction and again that's the good thing about the the episodes as it gets going is we're not doing that as much anymore mm. we're starting to see that relationship form and that was one of the strengths of the movie in my opinion mm. was as that relationship between you know turner and hooch mm. <laughs> ah. Ah, <there laughs> started started to form uh, and, and the series is starting to, to you know, kind of go back in that direction. Mm. One thing that kind of surprised me was the level of gunfire and violence in this. Dude, yes. So let's uh, episode two. Fucking bad guy, bad Russians in the tower. Uh, you know, diehard references out the ass. Fucking guys with, with Uzis and fucking all sorts of submachine guns out here shooting at people, shooting at each other. Uh, the guy gets thrown over, down the stairwell. I thought he was dead. I was sure he was. I was like, they killed somebody. Holy shit. A Disney nope. Kids movie killed somebody. No. Nope. Nope. I was like, 
fuck? They had to throw the, the it, oh. it's TV PG. They yep. had to throw it in there. They had, oh, yep, he's alive. We thought he was dead, but oh, he's alive. Whereas here's the, it's so funny how PG has changed over the years uh-huh. because if this was 89, that guy's dead. Yeah. Oh, totally yeah. dead. Absolutely. But, but no, not not now in 2021. Nope, that guy's, oh, he fell. He hurt his leg. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. My, my daughter's critique, because uh, she had her notes, and I went through her notes with her after this, and her main critique that she said it would have been better if they'd actually killed some people in it and been more believable was her, her whole thing. <laughs> I, I'm not going to disagree with yeah, the young lady. I said, I, I, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm right there with her. I want to see mm-hmm. I want to see a body count of some kind. <laughs> I, I want to see... I want to see some violent shooting. And look, man, I seriously, I mean, there's there's a lot of gunplay oh, in, yeah. in this. And it, it kind of shocks me that my wife is okay with the little one watching I, this. I was surprised to hear that. She typically goes away from letting the little one watch anything that has to do with guns. But for mm. whatever reason, she's okay with this. And it's like, okay, so we can watch the Avengers now, right? <laughs> and I did it. I slid it in the really? car- the, the, er- the er- cartoon, the cartoon, yes. er- Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Yeah, okay. I threw yeah, that yeah, in yeah. there. So nice. now the kids slowly starting to get on. Indoctrinator. Yes. yes, yes, yes. It's coming, it's coming. I but yeah, there, I, I guess my issue, you know, my big issue with the pilot. Again, we're trying to shoehorn as much shit in as we can. Mm. Who just put on the canine unit? And it's like, <laughs> really? Yeah, that tracked. Absolutely. That would happen. Yeah, totally. That's super realistic. So, some dog that has never been trained at all is now a part of the canine. Okay, mm-hmm. sure, sure. Whatever. Whatever you say. Um, I think this whole subplot with him and the trainer. Erica, yeah. that's going to get old real fast. Yeah, and it's they, already in the second episode. It's already kind of like, uh, we're already to six. You get it. And She's thirsty and he's aloof and oblivious. Yes, yeah. he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. And of course, they've now introduced the uh, his former girlfriend, the, the, the deputy DA, the blonde. That doesn't blonde. happen in the second she episode. Didn't, yeah, yeah, she didn't show up until after the second episode, okay. but that she's creating the conflict. She's the... The vapid mm. but semi-relatable to character for uh, him. Okay. That's just enough to keep him at bay uh, away, from... away from from Erica. Gotcha. So we're gonna be playing that fucking game for. I I think this uh, from what I read. I think this is only gonna be a twelve episode first season. Okay. So we're halfway there. I'm I'm looking forward to that going away mm. because we're at the point now with episode six where Erica is getting very. You know, she's she's definitely locked on to him mm. and she's getting a little irritated that he's not picking up on, okay. the, on, on her. So ho- hopefully that that whole will they or won't they thing gets resolved because I hate that shit. Mm. Um, I, uh, I I want to go on record as saying that the dog is disgusting. I love that dog. It's a, it's a gorgeous dog when it's not drooling. I love the drool. Do you notice that there's some drool CGI into a few scenes? I feel like there is, and I also feel like from like a, a script continuity per you know purposes as far as shots are concerned, uh, uh, yeah, they can't seem to get it straight when the dog is drooling. Yeah. Is the next shot the dog's not drooling, and yeah. then it is. It, yeah, it's I, I'm noticing that. That's got to be difficult to manage, though. Yeah, I don't know how you really manage that. Um, I, did you notice the puppet dog paws and dog head in the end of the first episode? Yes, I did. Yes, yes I did. That yes. was surprisingly weird. 
that was uh, <laughs> threw me way off. It was funny because it was very obvious, like super, super obvious. Is like, yeah, those are those are little tiny fake puppy paws. <laughs> well, you do what you got to do, yeah, right? Yeah. Luckily, it's it's thrown in there in, in such a small amount that it's not super noticeable. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Um, what I wanted to see in this and and. I want to see Hooch get as aggressive in this as he was in the movie. <laughs> Hooch like was, killer sick balls. <laughs> well, yeah, no, Hooch was like fucking grabbing dudes by the throat. Uh-huh. And he wasn't like crushing windpipes or ripping throats out or anything, but he was much more aggressive. A little scarier. A little scarier. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping we get to that point because I, I think that'll add a, a, a much more interesting mm-hmm. dynamic to, to the show. I guess, the, you know, the question is um, the big through line mm, with this dad story is going to yeah. be the dad storyline which is very is taking very small baby steps as mm. we go here uh they're now implicating that sergeant al powell had something to do with this <sighs> that's where we're at with the sixth episode interesting spoiler um i'm uh, honestly i'm hoping that dad's death was faked and tom hanks makes an appearance <laughs> so that would be amazing that's my daughter's theory is that the death was faked and she was adamant about this i said no he's dead but it's going to turn out that his death wasn't a heart attack they used that to cover it up it's going to be a poisoning something like that she's like no he's fucking alive you're gonna see it i hope he's she's gonna... right I, now, if, I, it, if tom hanks shows up on this i will lose my shit how awesome would that be, be if amazing. he showed up and, oh. and he just shot Josh, Josh Peck in the fucking head and oh took the series over I guess it's now Turner and Hooch well we don't gotta change the title yep. I, we're all good here oh god but no like I said I, I like this show <clears throat> I, I, I don't think it's the greatest thing ever made but mm. in comparison <clears throat> excuse me to everything else that that uh, gets thrown my way um, this is a good one. I, watch, I, it's man. it's fine. It's it's fun. It's serviceable. The sixth episode was really good, and and again, it seems to be that the sh- the episodes are getting better and better as they go. Yeah, we're getting a little bit more of the characters. We're definitely they're focusing on Xavier more and more as we go. Oh, cool. He's one of the f- I like his character m- more fun characters yeah. in, in the show. The pr- the pregnant uh, partner is they're pulling back a little bit on her. Okay. A bit, but uh, and I like her. I like yeah. her attitude. I I will say this: uh, they would never let a pregnant woman out into the field. No, ever. They're not going to put a flak jacket on a pregnant woman nope. and send her out do work. And yeah, not happening. But uh, you know, these are the things. People are sitting there going, "Why do you know that?" Don't ask. <laughs> Don't ask. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm into the show, and I'm I will I'm along for the ride mm. at this point. Um, I'm hoping it takes a little more of a darker turn, but yeah, I'm not saying dude's got to get shanked on screen, <laughs> uh, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I'm, yeah, let's see how this turns yeah. out and we'll go from there. It's, uh, it's certainly better than octonauts. Oh my God. Octonauts. Fuck. We still go uh, back to that occasionally. We're, we still go back to doc McStuffins on occasions. Dude, I can't do it. As long as it's not Caillou. I mean, no cancer kids, no cancer kids, man. Nope. That Caillou bullshit. No, nope. oh. no. PB, PBS is off limits. I, yeah. I will not allow, allow her to watch PBS. <laughs> Many of the Disney shows, the live action Disney mm. shows. I actually enjoy. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I can't, I can't do Caillou. I can't do Octonauts. Mm. I can't mix stuff. Fuck Doc McStuffins. Jesus Christ. It's fucking awful. Ah, uh, God. What's another one, man? Uh, there's yeah. some chicken fucking show now. Di- Disney Plus has got to stop. Yeah, no, stop. they're putting out a lot of weird shit. Yeah, just just stop with the young kids programming. Um, the the monsters at work one is actually pretty good. The Monsters Inc. Thing? Yes, okay. it's the Monsters yeah, Inc. Okay. spinoff. Yeah, yeah. That that one's kind of funny. Um, and I talked about uh, this one last episode, but uh, Chippendale Park Life. I have to watch it. You I haven't have watched to. it yet. Yes, you have to. It <sighs> it is. I'm excited about. It's that. It's some irreverent, fucked up shit. And I'm it's really a, excited. And about actually, that. there's a new episode out that I haven't seen yet that I'm gonna. Wednesday is when all these fucking shows drop. Of yeah. course, the night that we record, so mm-hmm. I can't talk about them. But um, yeah, no, there there is some quality kids programming. Turner and Hooch mm-hmm. is up there. Give it, give it a spin. I think, uh, I think folks will enjoy it. So, all right. Well, that's all I got. Yeah. What, you got anything else? No, I'm spent. That was, that was good. I, I did enjoy seeing uh, Reginald fucking Vel Johnson at the end of uh, episode two there. <laughs> I was waiting for it the whole time because I saw him credited and I was like, here we go. I was excited. And then he didn't show up in all of episode one. And then he just showed up at the very tail end of episode two. Yeah. He's in the, the next, uh, I, I know he's in five and six mm. and he's starting to play a little bit more of a role in there. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting for Hans Gruber and some terrorists to show up, but <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. That's too bad. Not, not the, the right cinematic universe there. Uh, but one can hope, right? Yeah. Oh, one, yeah. Can, one can hope. We can hope. I'm still, my fingers are crossed. I, I, I want Tom Hanks to show up. That'd be amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they write that in without, doing some weird sci-fi bent to it or what you know i've seen weirder stuff (laughs) right yeah i agree so all right well thank you to everybody for listening uh we kind of sped through this one tonight i'm i'm a little impressed i felt like this was going to go on a lot longer but Mm. it did not but uh again i thank all of you for joining us uh as far as next week is concerned i don't have any fucking clue what we're doing what are you thinking I have I I don't know. There is I, a, I think I'm gonna force you to watch Vivo. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> there is a a Bob Ross documentary that dropped oh. today on Netflix. Really? We may have to do that. Okay. Because I love me some Bob Ross. Fuck yeah. So I know that's that's a real It's gonna be super exciting. Spotlight. Oh my god, <laughs> let's talk about the happy painter. But as far as the kids corner I don't know, Vivo, it's been a while since it's come out. So, you know, <laughs> I'm looking for any reason not to watch this fucking movie. Uh, uh, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so those of you that uh, want to win that uh, that uh, uh, prize of, uh, you know, that signed photo of Mike and his abscess, you just yes. need to translate uh, the, uh, the Spanish that I used to describe... Uh, uh, what's her face? Isabella Merced. Malapera. <laughs> Dora es una malapera. That's right. So if you can uh, hit us up on social media, it's uh, contact at Morally Flexible Podcast, uh, Twitter at the Morally, Facebook the Morally Flexible Podcast. 
uh, God, what am I missing? Instagram. I always forget Instagram. Morally mm. underscore flexible underscore podcast. Uh, if you can translate that sentence, you will win a signed photo of the abscess in Mike's back. That's right. <laughs> don't, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. And uh, if you guys have any ideas of whiskeys we have not drinking on here, please send them in. Because we're running out of ideas. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to lie. And if I have to switch to bourbon, I'm going to be a very very unhappy fucking man <laughs> or especially rye no Ooh, rise there you go no not happening so all right on behalf of mike and myself uh, i will bid you all adieu and we will see you next week Schlange.